UFC featherweight contender Shane Burgos back on the show. Last time we spoke, we talked about it, man. You getting a a big spot on a card and and a guy ahead of you. You got everything you wanted, pretty much. How are you feeling right now? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. But yeah, exactly like you said, uh, this is what we spoke about right before. And then like I found it maybe like a week after. I was like, oh, there we go. Boom. Lock it down. Was uh, Josh Emmett the first option for you or were there other names on the table before you landed on him? He was the only option that was ahead of me. I didn't get any other options behind me. But uh, as soon as I got his name, I was like, oh, yeah, take that. Let's jump on that because obviously I want to fight the guys that are ahead of me. And this is a big one. This is one that's going to get me uh, to that next step. Definitely. Well, you know, many consider Emmett the dark horse of the division. Do you agree with that or do you consider yourself the dark horse? I think you know the answer to that question, obviously, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, he's, he's, he's a good fighter, man. He's a good fighter. He's got the, he's got the, the power to put people out. So uh, I'm definitely not sleeping on him. He's got, he's got good wrestling. He's strong. He's, he's a pretty well-rounded guy. Um, but yeah, I, I think I match up really well with him. I, I like this matchup for myself. Obviously, I wouldn't have accepted the fight if I thought I was going to lose. So I'm coming in with uh, full intentions and full confidence of winning. Yeah, getting into the the well-roundedness of both you guys. Both you guys have showed everything in there. You know, what I mean, you could go anywhere in the cage and and be comfortable. And but the striking is the thing that's gonna stick out the most. You know, in this fight, what separates yeah. you from him in the striking department? Uh, he I, if, if we're talking about one punch knockout power, I'd probably give the advantage to him. Um, but I think I'm way sharper. I mean, if I sat back and on my on my heels like he does and just swung punches from my hip like him and. I'd have probably more knockouts too, but that's that's a lot more risky, and I don't think that style works too good against me. So uh, when he plants his feet, um, I'm gonna see it coming. I'm gonna be able to get those reads on him, and uh, I think I'm just too sharp on the feet. I think I think after the after the first couple of exchanges, I I do see him starting to wrestle within the first round. How much do you credit Tiger Shulman for that sharpness, man? Because you do you are really sharp. Yeah, man. If you look at all 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 our all our fighters, we're all really skilled boxers because we train with high level boxers on a regular basis. Like on Friday, I'm going for my last sparring session. I'm, I got some boxers coming in. Like it's, it's a, uh, it, it's different when you spar these MMA guys, or you fight these MMA guys compared to sparring boxers, like the, the hand speed and the, the angles they make and the technique, uh, the little details make a huge difference. And, uh, boxing striking compared to MMA striking is, there really is, uh, there's levels. Definitely. Well, you know, you've been training and the fight was announced around four weeks out, right? What are some of the adjustments you make when there is a name to the face, you know what I mean, and, and there's not much time left? I mean, I've, I've been training with high-level guys this whole time. I've been in shape this whole time. I, I, the only thing I really did was ramp up the cardio even more and uh, get my weight in check, which has been going smooth. Uh, other than that, I've been tra- uh, training specifically with guys that are around his height, so that's helped a lot. But um, other than that, I don't put too much stock into my opponents. I, I, I try to focus on myself more. I know some sometimes when you focus on your opponent, what what he's good at, um, you usually get stuck in your head and you're thinking about, oh, I gotta wait for, I'm looking for the right hand, I'm looking for the right hand, looking for the right hand. Then you just forget about your whole entire game plan. So uh, I don't, I know I'm gonna have what what he's good at in the back of my mind, but in the forefront of my mind is everything that I'm good at and what I'm gonna look to implement. The way you approach the weight, right? You, I've seen you say, and I probably you mentioned to me before that you you slowly diet and and get down to a certain weight, so you don't have to cut much weight. But it seems like Josh Emmett, man, he's a big, big featherweight, and he cuts a lot of weight. Do you see that as an advantage going into a lot of the fights? Yeah, an advantage for me being able to cut the weight, you mean? Yeah, not cutting as much weight as yeah. the other guys. Yeah, I do it very scientifically and strategically. So when I get in the sauna, I'm not cutting more than – the most I ever cut in the sauna was it's probably nine pounds. That's like – Wow. And that was on a short – on like a short notice camp. That's like the most I ever cut in the sauna. So 
yeah, I think the, the way I do it, it, it the proof's in the pudding. I, I don't get tired in fights, so uh, I'm going to keep it rocking. I think it's a huge advantage. Yeah, your your teammate, you know, uh, he was in the news with you before about the COVID, but he's yeah. rebooked for the same show. Uh, the training must be phenomenal, man, because you guys have been doing it alongside each other for months and months now, right? Yeah, basically, we've been both training together since February. He was supposed to fight in April. I thought I was going to fight in May, so I basically got pushed back a month. So it's, it's even though it's only been a short camp, it hasn't really been a short camp. And I've been training for so long for this one, almost four months now. Do you see this fight even hitting the canvas at all? I, I think he's definitely going to try to shoot. I, I obviously I, I believe in my in my uh, my takedown defense, and I do think I will, I'll be able to shuck off his takedowns. But if he does get me to the ground. I've been putting myself in, in the worst positions possible with really high-level BJJ guys, really high-level wrestlers, and uh, I'm confident in my ability to get up, and I'm confident in my ability to submit off my back. Every fight, you know, is a big fight for every fighter, but now you're in this position where it's like new territory. You know, the lights are brighter. Who keeps you humble, man? Who keeps you calm, you know, in these times? Because you could kind of drink your own kool-aid a little bit right no, fuck that. I mean, I, some people could but fuck that uh my, i guess my wife my, my daughter they keep me humble like i don't really i'm just d dad and, and mm -hmm. shane to them so uh yeah i'd say them but uh i've never been one to sip my own kool-aid like i like I, I definitely believe in myself and i definitely am a, a confident guy I, I think i am confident but everybody be, bleeds blood I'm, I'm a man at the end of the day and uh that overconfidence could be a it could be a detriment so I never let myself get too overconfident. Where does that mental toughness come from? Do you work with anybody or is it just in you? Yeah, no, I, people ask me that before and I don't have any mental coach or anything like that. Like I, I've been meditating. I think that's been helping, especially for this fight. I've meditated a lot for this one. My last couple, I've been, been doing that a little bit. But um, it's just, it comes natural. It really does. I don't know how to explain it. Like I don't really, I don't even really fight the way I train, which is a weird thing. Like the way I fight, when I watch my fights back, I'm like, damn I'm like I looked a lot better than I did in sparring last week like it's funny because I, I really do feel like when the pressure's on the lights are bright uh, I, I thrive under that that's a very good attribute to have you know I feel like a lot of the top guys they have that like they they could have shitty training but when they get into that cage it's a whole nother animal exactly it, it, it really is a switch I, I feel like that 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 um metaphor has been used so much but they're and you really wouldn't get it unless you actually went through it but uh there really is a switch that flips that it's like it's not training. This is this is kill or be killed. That's what in my mind. That's how I look at it. Are you heading to Vegas a little earlier or is it just going to be normal for you? I'm, no, I'm going Tuesday, heading out Tuesday. So it's somewhat right. normal. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess it's not going to be normal when you get there because everything's going to be separated and training. You'll have your own training room, which is which is nice, right? Yeah, that's pretty cool. But uh, I heard Vegas is open. So I've been watching some of the other fighters yeah. I've been fighting the last few weeks and it looks pretty looks pretty open to me, so I'm excited just to be able to walk around and not have to, to stay in a room for, which which I originally thought that we would have to be cooked up in the hotel for the whole time, so I'm really excited to be able to go out and get my mind off the weight cut and all that stuff. Yeah, it's kind of funny to me is because in the hotel, everybody's separated, but then you could go out and, and travel around and do whatever you want to do and, and then go back to the hotel, so, you know, it is what it is, man. You just got to yes, go with the flow. Yeah, the USC has to do what they have to do to, to, to get away with be able to put fights on so uh mm. it's not their fault i i understand i actually just got the antibody test yesterday and i don't oh, okay. have uh i don't have any of the antibodies so i never had it yeah you know you've seen the the false negatives pop up recently so it's kind of scary man would they give you some you know a false negative or false positive yeah. i mean false positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 i if i if i had it 
by the time I get there, I'll be, I'll be shocked because that wouldn't even make any sense. I don't, I'm not the biggest believer in this whole thing, anyways. Now, with uh, I, mean, I, with... I believe it. I believe it's real, but yeah. I don't think it's as as much of a pandemic as they're portraying it to be. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of on that side too, man. It seems like everything's getting back to normal real fast, all of a sudden, you know. So we'll see what happens with okay. that. Now, with Fight Island in Abu Dhabi, are you looking to get on that card? Any of those cards in the future, or you're just like, man, I'm not trying to go out to the desert. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm definitely not trying to do that. If it was, a, and now that the date, the dates, if they weren't as close, like I'm fighting June 20th, the first one is I think July 11th, so that's like less than a month right after. So I mean, even if I coming out, come come out this fight unscathed, like I plan to, uh, that might be a little bit too soon, just because of a, uh, it's like a 16 hour flight, man. It just it doesn't sound fun at all. Like I would love to go there as a guest. I know they're not doing that right now, but love to go there as like a guest fighter or something, just to see the facility and see the the arena. But yeah, I, I don't want to fight over there. <laughs> You know, you come out of this fight unscathed. You know, it puts you in a very good position with a big win, a finish. Would you be, would you be staying ready? And you know, even though you don't want to oh. fight so fast afterwards, would you be staying ready just in case? You know, what I mean, something, yeah. someone slides out and you could fit in. Exactly. That, that's exactly what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna skate right here, get right back to the gym. That's that's usually what I do anyway. I really, I my favorite thing to do after a fight is training because that's when there's no pressure in the training. You can go, you can try different things, you can have fun. I can lift heavy weights again. Like that's like my favorite time to train. I want to get your input on a, a couple of these major fights, man, coming up in the featherweight division. You you got one coming up. You got um, Max Holloway facing Volkanovski again in uh, Abu Dhabi on Fight Island. Uh, a lot of people feel like uh, you know this fight shouldn't happen. What do you think, man? I'm cool with that happening, man. You gotta give Max his respect as a champ. Uh, the, the dude, he he's he was he's a legit champion. Uh, he's not the champion anymore, but uh. I'm cool with him getting the title shot. And, and not only that, like, who else is there to, to give that title shot to? There is no clear-cut number one contender. You got a couple contenders here and there, but there's no clear-cut number one. So let those other guys fight the, uh, and figure out who the number one contender is and then have Max versus uh, Volkanovski for the rematch. So I'm cool with that. Do you see the same thing happening, or do you see Max coming back and winning the, the belt? I said this in another interview. Like, I think Max is really good at making adjustments. And in the, in the middle of the fight, and he wasn't able to do that in the first fight, which I was surprised about. But I do think that he'll be able to do it in this fight. Make it make the tiny adjustments make a huge difference. Uh, it's not like Alex blew him out of the water. It was a good fight. Alex definitely won the fight, but it wasn't an ass whooping or anything like that. So I think I'm leaning slightly towards Max to make those adjustments and uh, and get the belt uh, to get his belt back. I'm, if if he does win though, I think it's definitely gonna be by decision. Uh, another fight that hasn't been announced yet, but is rumored, is uh, Brian Ortega versus the Korean Zombie. That looks like it's going to be the number one contender bout. Who do you see coming out on top, and and how do you see that fight ending? I gotta go with Zombie in that one. Uh, I don't know exactly how it's gonna happen. That I'm super intrigued by that fight, but it, everybody knows that if Ortega gets his neck, it's a wrap. He can submit anybody. The dude's got phenomenal jiu-jitsu, but uh, I don't know if he'll have the wrestling to get. Korean Zombie down to the ground. Zombie is pretty well rounded everywhere, and I think he's definitely the better striker. So if I had to pick, I'm gonna pick Zombie in that one. Definitely. Well, this fight coming up, the co-main event in Vegas against Josh Emmett, man, it's a huge fight for yourself. It's great. It's a huge fight for Josh too, man. It, you know, I spoke to him a couple days ago, and and he's hyped for this. You know, what I mean, he loves the matchup too, just like yourself. And I feel like both you guys clash so well, man. It's gonna be. Uh, it's going to be, I feel like it's going to be the fight that people are going to be talking about when it's all over. That's exactly what I want. That's exactly the kind of fights that I want. I want to look back at my career and say that was the one that pushed me over the edge. And that's what this one's going to be. All right, Shane, man. I appreciate the time. Uh, 
uh yeah enjoy the fight man and uh good luck on the good luck on everything that you're doing outside the cage and uh and i'll see you again man afterwards thank you brother i appreciate the time thank you